Welcome to the Clients and Conversions Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, and I've helped fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you harness the power of social media to grow your audience by the hundreds, 2x their launch sales, and have client leads banging down the door to book a call with you. And I'm the first to say that hustling and searching hours online for your next client or student is not the vital ingredient to your success or even your happiness. This podcast is for driven entrepreneurs, from coaches to course creators and everything in between, to access practical and actionable tactics on everything from how to get clients with Instagram advertising and really unlock the keys from sales and social media to get growth with the simplest tools possible while keeping it just long enough to get you through your walk, drive, or workout. So stick with us for this episode and the ones to come so you can get more clients and sales in less time. Now let's get into it. Now, before we go into the episode, this is sponsored by the Audience Growth Ad Experiment. This is a free guide that I created to really help answer the question of where do I start when it comes to ads, especially around literally where to start. So what I've done is I've actually put the, to the test Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram ads all in a way that has pretty much the same variables that I could to see which one's going to get you the most bang for your buck, which means the most amount of results, most amount of leads, and audience growth for the least amount of cost out of your budget or wallet. So I broke this down as best as I could. I made it super simple, but so, so, so helpful for those who are wanting to find out how to go about this, what were the actual results, which platform actually did come out on top, and where to start after that. So get your hands on that. It's going to be at danielleclem.com slash ad experiment. Also in the show notes below, such a good place to start. And also so helpful for those who were like me who wondered, okay, are Facebook ads still the best way to go? This will answer that for you. So I'll see you inside the experiment and let's get started. Okay. Hey guys, today we have on Emily Ahrens, who is the host of Line Unstoppable Podcast, and who is an intuitive healer and psychic business coach who helps teach entrepreneurs a spiritual approach to growing their business. Through her intuitive, energetic, and strategic work, her clients are able to completely release energetic blocks, unlock their intuition, and actually manifest the life and business they've once only dreamed about. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thanks, Danielle. It's so good to see you again, to be here. And thank you for all the listeners. It's good to spend some time with you guys. You as well. And I think for a lot of people, it's going to be really amazing to listen to you because everyone's story is different, but yours is really interesting because you kind of started out in a different way. You started out having your own business, but brick and mortar wise. And I think it's really fun to dive into that. So I'd love for you to kind of share how you kind of led up to this mini empire you now have for yourself in this space. Thank you. And I will have to say, so like, I feel like as entrepreneurs and especially in the online space, it's almost like faster, who's getting to millions of fastest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I spent a good 15 years in like brokenness and struggle mode. And it was like a few little tweaks and all of a sudden my business started to flourish. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to realize that everybody's path is totally unique. And so it's not about comparing, but realizing where you are in your path and how to really optimize it. And so what I help people do is I help like remind you how to use your own intuition. So it doesn't matter how much formal education you have, how many 
courses you've taken. It's really a matter of tapping into your higher knowing so that you can move forward faster. So uh, from a brick and mortar standpoint, I was a struggling healer. I did energy healing, massage therapy. I ended up starting to teach yoga. Um, and I was like the traveling chair massage person. I mean, like I was like any way that I could make money, I was all over. I was like a hustler. And in between doing uh, the brick and mortar thing, I was like just trying to figure out how to make ends meet. And every so often I would get a full-time job and I would just put my healing stuff on the side burner on the weekends or in the evenings. And because uh, I just couldn't figure out how to both do what I was so passionate about and help people and make money. Like it was kind of like a trade-off. And I feel like we've also been brought up to think that you can either live your life's passion or make money and you can't do both. And I am proud to say you can do both. I pinch myself every day because my life is so damn good. And I get to do things like this with you, Danielle. It's just like, look, I'm at my house. I'm talking about like how to use your intuition to make money. And I like, this is the best day ever. So um, from, from years of struggling as a, in a brick and mortar as an, a healer, I knew I had this calling inside of me. Like, I know you're, like, I'm, I know I'm here to do more and to help more people, but I had no idea how to make that happen. I had never been taught, you know, other than anything from one-to-one, other than like teaching a yoga class to a room of people. And I didn't know how to do anything to like one-to-many. And over the years, um, in the last well, I guess three plus years, I took an online course and I learned how to market myself better and how to help one to many. Meaning I started teaching little meditation classes online and in person. And I was like, I'm really doing it. I maximize. <laughs> like I could drop my price, but I would be making more money because I'd be helping more people. And it really wasn't until I fully um, came out of my, what I call spiritual closet and told people that I was psychic. So I like all these years I've been doing all this like deep energy woo woo stuff. And my whole life I've literally been reading books and studying this work. I mean, I was obsessed with people like Sylvia Brown who are like these like mediums, like world. And I just like, it was like my secret. <laughs> and, and like, it was only a few years ago where I came out of my spiritual closet and was like, yep, I'm psychic too. And here's what I can do for you. And what I noticed over the course of a number of months is that I kept attracting more entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who were feeling stuck and overwhelmed in their business. And I was helping them to actually clear the blocks that were happening up energetically so that they could move forward faster in their business. And it was working like gangbusters. So really that's kind of like a very short snapshot of <laughs> from brick and mortar to online. But I can say that as soon as I started to wave my free flag around that I'm a psychic um, and that I help entrepreneurs, my business totally took off. It was like I was finally being my authentic self. I was starting to get intuitive hits on how to grow my business. And I was just full on trusting them without any question. And things just moved. So now I help other people do that. I love that. And this actually brings up really two good points that I want to go into. The first, what I think is what you get asked so often but has to be said is what do you kind of define as intuition or being intuitive what does that really mean to you and for your clients so i believe that everybody was born with intuition even if you don't think you were like 
given the gift and you're a psychic, um, we were all born with some intuitive abilities, meaning there's a part of you that has a higher sense. So if you've ever walked into a room and you're like, something's funky in here and you're just like, it just feels different, right? Like we have these energetic feelers out all the time. Or if you think of your friend and then there they are texting you or calling you. It happens um, so often you, for me. Right? Right? <laughs> I always joke. I'm like, we have ESPN. Like my next door neighbor, <laughs> we do this all the time. Literally every, like every time I think of her, she, t- she calls or texts or comes by. It's like, we are just so connected. Um, but we all have it in some way. We all have these abilities and I won't waste everyone's time to go into what each of the different abilities mm. are. Um, but we all have them. It's just a matter of learning how to fine tune and refine and start to trust them because intuition really is, it's, it's our our higher knowing. It's something people call, you know, your sixth sense, you know, everybody from a cellular level, we are all energy. Everything Mm -hmm. around us is energy. So we can pick up on other vibrations as well. So our intuition is just another sense, a sensory, uh, system, I guess. (laughs) I, I agree. And I think that, like you said, so many people have it, but they either aren't tapped into it or repress it or don't like look at it. It's kind of like that thing in the corner, you're just not staring at. And I've noticed even for myself, whenever I try and kind of dive in deeper to it or kind of, kind of sit still in the silence for what you're talking about, kind of like those four, I'm assuming you have the four Claire's, correct? Yeah. 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 I, I found that, which is, I shouldn't say it's the worst one. It's the one that like confuses me the most, which is claircognizance. So like it just kind of comes in and like intuitive hits, which is for those who are entrepreneurs, getting intuitive nudges and hits are very, not common, but you can see them happen throughout your business, but they're almost harder to trust versus doing other or having other clairs. So that's been a fun journey on my own and having to mm-hmm. trust. But mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful to see that whatever intuitive senses you have or just intuition in general looks so different for each person and that's okay and Mm. I think it's really interesting too that you've also kind of built this little corner for yourself around entrepreneurs and I'd love to go into kind of for you you saw which I think is amazing you saw more people coming to you who are entrepreneurs and realized maybe not even consciously, but like, I'm going to niche down and I'm going to niche down in a way that's like still specific, but not where I'm going to like pigeonhole myself. And I wonder for you, what was that decision like in your mind? I think everyone has that, like, I don't want to get too specific, but also I don't want to get too broad. So what was that like for you kind of really being okay with kind of narrowing in in that way? Well, it was very much accidental, to be honest, because (laughs) I was always like, and I, maybe some people can relate. I was like, what's my special purpose? What makes me so different? Like, yeah, I do energy healing. Well, so do bazillions of people. And I also have been running a business since I was 18 years old, 19 years old. So have a bunch of people. I have a business degree. So like, what makes me so special? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't like, I couldn't, articulate it. And it wasn't until, again, I came out of my spiritual closet and I was like letting people know what I did. And then I started kind of looking backwards in time at all of my client records. So when I started to do, um, the energy clearing soul strategy sessions, which were formerly called soul book editing sessions, when I was, when I was doing those sessions to earn my certificate, I had to keep a log. So what that meant was that I had to take down their name, what they, like what was their complaint, what they came in for, what was the resolution, blah, blah, blah. And what I looked back at those records, I was like, oh, 
98% of those people are entrepreneurs and they have 100% said stuck or overwhelmed. It was like Pee Wee's Playhouse, like, ah, those are the words. And so I was like, okay, well, so maybe I'll just like lean in hard and I'll start to almost like exaggerate, like, hey, I'm the person who helps entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Is that you? Raise your hand. And then suddenly people were like coming out of the woodwork and they were like, you can help me? And it was just like, oh, did I just find my niche? Like, did that just happen? It was, it was very accidental. And I didn't, um, it was like, thank God, finally, all the years that like, that's how I felt in the back of my mind. I was like, thank God, finally, all the years I was struggling and like, how do I differentiate myself? And as a healer, and this is not just as healers, but for most of us as early entrepreneurs, a little bit naive to say, I want to help everybody. Yep. And I, and I, as a healer, we have these kind of, um, I don't know what I want to call it, but basically it's almost like a vow of poverty. We've taken these vows of poverty and we keep doing these things that keep us perpetually broke. We also have this deep desire to help more people. And by wanting to help more people, we also think we have to, uh, be the Walmart of our industry, the low cut, low cost. We want to be able to help men, women, children, old ladies. And then we have things like, oh, my ideal client is between the ages of 22 and 75. You're like, no, <laughs> that's a 22 year old has not the same life problems as a 75 year old. Like you can't no. talk to her the same way. It's just like your messaging is falling flat. We cannot keep running our business that way. So when I could actually find that little niche, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm just going to lean into it and just allow whatever to show up and serve quote, overwhelmed entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck. Like yeah. the end and we'll see what happens. And it worked out great, but I think that's a beautiful thing for you is that it was all like based off of, in a way it was based off intuition and data. It was kind of like you looked back at it and saw there's actually a demand for this as everyone came to me and is in this pocket and I'm going to go along. And also kudos for keeping that record because that's amazing marketing language. So like literally just have at your fingertips. So good. And I had to, like, they had to give me like a testimonial. So I was like, okay, not only do I know who I work with, but here's, you know, Sherry's testimonial about how like amazing my work is. And so I just started to lean into that on my social media and to circle back to claircognizance and using left brain, right brain. That's how I have always done it. That's how I continue to do it, which is, yes, I had this knowing that there was something And I had this intuitive nudge to look back. Mm -hmm. And then I looked back and I went, oh my God, (laughs) it's just too simple. Okay. So then I took that and I, and I went forward with it. So that clear cognizant is that like, it's the, I know, like, I know, like, I know, I don't know why I know this, but there's something to look at. And, um, and for me, it was, it was looking up an old, you know, Google spreadsheet. (laughs) That's all it was. That's amazing. But it's true. I think that's, what's really what's really interesting about how you kind of create your decisions and how you create your business is kind of mending those two together. And a lot of people, I think, talk about that in the conceptual way, but not enough in kind of the, I don't want to say practical, but the way that people actually use it in their real life. And one of the best ways I've noticed that you do this is for kind of like your launches and your offers. So whether it be from your membership to your card deck, which is amazing, I love it, um, to 
you know, one-off sessions, you kind of have all these different ways and you kind of flow pretty effortlessly through them all. So I'd love to dive in. I think it'd help a lot of people as well. They kind of hear what is your normal process you take yourself through to say, okay, we're about to hit February. What do I want to sell? How do I want to do about this? What is your normal kind of internal process you go through for that? Okay, this is like the million dollar question. This is so good. <laughs> I try. Um, so here, here's how I was when I started. When I started trusting my intuition to lead me, it was like a daily basis. Like, okay, guidance. I would go into meditation. So the, if you are looking to strengthen your intuition, you must find quiet time. Whether it's one minute every day that you can just dedicate yourself to having that time or you start to expand it. Now for me, because I was doing a lot of deep energy work and I've been doing this stuff for a while, it was more like 15 to 30 minutes every single day where I would just kind of go into meditation and ask questions like, what do I need to focus on today? What do I need to do so that I can serve at my highest level today? And you can do this. Like right now, <laughs> you can just quiet yourself and ask, what do I need to do to serve my highest level? And maybe there's a message that comes to you. Maybe you shuffle some cards and pull a card. Maybe you'll just go for a walk in nature and you just happen to see some signs or get like a idea in your mind. But my process was checking in every day and kind of like one foot in front of the other. And by doing that, cause I was, my big goal when I first came out was to hit six figures. Mm -hmm. And I did hit six figures within a very short period from going like, like January of gosh, what year was it? 2016, I think. I think it was 2016. Now I'm kind of losing track. 2016, I believe uh, my, in January, I was making like $1,200 a month. One, mm -hmm. two, zero, zero. <laughs> that was <laughs> not, I didn't, I didn't mince my words. Yes. I made a thousand dollars, just a hair over a thousand dollars that month. Mm -hmm. And the same went for February, but by March I was already at like four grand. Oh, wow. And the reason why I had a big jump is because I started to trust my intuition and I started to just literally take cues to sell this, make this, offer this. And instead of going, well, I don't know, who am I to do that? Why I'm too afraid. I just was like, ah, just do it. So I just Put everything out there, which is crazy bananas because I made so much content within one year. I did one-on-one -on -one coaching. I raised my price basically every 10th person, mm -hmm. every 10th person I'd raise my price. Um, and for some people like, wait, it's not January. I can't raise my price. F that. Yes, you can. So, <laughs> so I did single sessions. I did one month intensives. I did a retreat. I offered a mentorship. I like, I offered so many things within a one year period. I just kept growing mm. now because my business has grown and scaled and I've reached cruising altitude. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to like fly by the seat of my pants. I have reoccurring revenue streams. I have membership that people who come every month to learn their intuition. And so now we actually have a planning meeting to do um, a full year plan out in time. Mm. So what I did actually, I mean, what the time of this recording is the end of January, but at the end of what month was it? October. October, maybe it was September, October, we started to look at the first six months of the year. Mm -hmm. And then just at the beginning of this month, we had a planning meeting and planned out the entire 2020. We know when our launches are coming, we know what our big goals are, and we reverse engineer to that happen. Now, I also take into consideration um, integration time for myself. So I don't mm -hmm. do like a ton. I'm only doing like really 
two and a half launches this year. And that's not that many. No, it's really Uh, not. (laughs) From those who I know, it's really not. (laughs) Not that many. So May and September, we're going to do a launch for Intuition Week, which is like so much fun and so light for me. But I know when I do Intuition Week, I need days off before and after for my own energy to integrate and acclimate as well. So that's a big part that a lot of entrepreneurs are missing is the space. You think if you take your foot off the gas pedal, everything's going to like dry up and die. But actually when you slow down and pause is when everything starts to really blossom. It's freaking amazing. Um, So my process kind of looks like, okay, so what's my big goal if I have a financial number? And then if there are some key drivers, what does that look like? Is it a product service offering? And for me this year, it's my membership. So I know I'm going all in on my membership mastering Ascension. Um, I'm leaning into my podcast and I'm also leaning into my physical products. Mm -hmm. So like, that's it. That's it. Nothing else. I mean, I have a bunch of things that I could offer people. (laughs) And I had told you just before we started recording is that one of the things that I am not doing this year is my Phoenix mentorship. Now that's my high level top tier program. It's $27,000 for a year to work with me. And if you're hearing those numbers, that's debt two seven comma zero zero zero. And that's an easy multiple six figure revenue stream that I'm saying no thank you to. Mm-hmm. And for most people that's like, that's, that's stupid. That's insane. Why would you cut yourself off from making that kind of money? And the reason why is because I'm here to make a bigger impact this year and to make a bigger impact. I'm actually, instead of just focusing on just a few people to go really close and deep with, I'm expanding wide. And so that means more, you know, free offerings, low price offerings, more into the membership. And it feels good in my system. So when I think of how does that feel if you're not going to do it, it feels so freaking good. It feels so light. It feels so effortless. It's like absolutely freaking lutely. Now, some people might think, like I said, oh my gosh, you're cutting yourself off for a multiple six-figure revenue. That's terrifying. That's a bad idea. That feels heavy in constriction and don't, bad but not for me. And I've done this multiple times year after year. When I think of an offering like, okay, here's what I've done or here's what I would like to do. Does the timing feel good? Does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel expansive? And ultimately what I'm also tapping into is my highest self, meaning that Emily that's already impacted millions of people, made multiple millions of dollars. Would she say yes to this? And it's not just like the Emily here today, but I'm connecting with my higher self and like, is this in my highest and best interests? And is this how I can really hit these um, bigger dreams and bigger goals? So it's almost like um, a projection and coming back, expanding and then contracting. I'm also fully aware of our moon cycles (laughs) when I... When I'm, when I'm looking at, you know, what time of year am I launching this? Um, and my own personal cycles as well. If you guys have read Kate Northrup's Do Less, she explains um, cycles in that book really, really well. Very much they play a part into your energy, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So so how I create my space for launches and my process is, is kind of multidimensional. So um if I have a launch that I know it's coming up, I will 
sit in silence. Sometimes I'll listen to mantra. I'll listen to drumming. Sometimes I'll just get up and dance. I'll pull angel cards. I'll use crystals. I will go outside in nature. And there are times where I have a lot of ideas and a lot of inspiration. And I'm like, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? How about this? I have never had a shortage of ideas. And for all entrepreneurs, I think we're all in that same mindset. We're like, oh, and I have a solution for these 30 things I could do. But what I kind of look at, it's almost like you're mining for gold where you have all these ideas and you're just like, like giving it space and time just to sift, sift down. And I only really want the nuggets that are for me to do right now. And so I just let those all like, like, okay, thanks. Great idea. Just let it sift down, let it sift down. And if it keeps coming back, it keeps coming back. I'll just keep checking. Is this for me to do? Um, and you mentioned the card deck and that was something that came up like four years ago and it just kept showing up and it kept showing up and it kept showing up and I would look into it and I could never find anybody to help make it possible. And then it wouldn't leave me alone. It was like, it just, it needed to be birthed. It needed to come out. And last year was the year it had to come out. So I, I just take it. I take it one step at a time of like, here's the big idea and just keep letting things sift. And if it keeps coming back, that's what I focus my energy on. I think that's a really great way of doing it because it is, again, it's coming back to kind of like the mixture of intuitive and also like strategic because I've had this happen, uh, same thing with this podcast. I've had it when I first did it, I think over two years ago, it was podcast. I didn't know the name of it, but like every other month it was like, you need to stop, like you need to keep doing it. And usually for me, the universe knows I'm kind of stubborn. So it'll like after three times, it's like, yes, this is for you. Just go do it. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll start. But I think yeah. that's a huge thing for a lot of people is that you, same thing for, for me or any entrepreneurs, like you get a lot of ideas come through, whether it be a group program or maybe this type of style or in this type of way. And you like, you want to take action on it. But for a lot of times, it could be the great idea for you, but maybe it's for six months from now or a year from now, or when you've had more people come into your space. Like there's a lot of different ways to kind of go about this. And I think what's really amazing is that you allowed yourself that space to not mm -hmm. only find those nuggets for yourself, but also teach that as well. So it's not just like your own kind of like special secret inside. <laughs> yeah. And I'll give you another example of this. So um, I was on a walk and I had this idea to teach. So I teach intuition on multiple mm -hmm. levels, right? I have a few different classes, some free classes, some paid classes. Um, and I had this idea to teach more in depth about the Akashic Records. And the Akashic Records is, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like an energetic library database. And when you enter those, that Akashic Records, you have your own book that's like all of your soul's lifetimes, past, present, and future. And I've been trained to access it and do edits. And that's what I do in my private sessions. But I wanted to teach more people how to access the Akashic Records. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty decent idea. And like, I know people want to do it. Mm -hmm. It'd be easy moneymaker and like not a lot of time intensive. And I could probably repurpose it and sell it multiple times. Hmm, not a bad idea, but it was just like, uh, but I feel like I need to certify people. Cause this is like kind of a big deal. And I, it was like kind of feeling mm -hmm. heavy and I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to let it go. And if it's mine, if it's mine, it will come back to me. The very next day, I get an email from one of my good friends, Tracy Goody, and she 
sends this email basically saying, do you want to learn the Akashic records? She's doing a certification program soon. I'm like, thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I reached out to her. I was like, Tracy, thank God you got the hit too. Um, I got it and it's not for me to do right now, but it's for you to do and you're doing it. Can I send people to you? And she's like, oh my gosh, absolutely. So I just was an affiliate. So this that. is it. I didn't have to do it bonus high five more time <laughs> for me i still made money because mm. i was able to take my audience and say i know that you guys might need this go check out this lady and she's great yeah. and i love her and i've done it two times for her affiliate and i'm like this is so light and so easy so here's the thing is like i got the idea i got the download but it's like it was still heavy it wasn't me for me to do and then i got the quick answer from the universe it was like okay here's how can it be easier than this. And then I got my direction. So that's pretty cool. A beautiful way of showing it too, because there is that emergence of affiliate marketing is becoming very huge nowadays. I mean, because word of mouth, you know, for any business owner is huge, but having someone speak about you is always going to be the easiest way to get new people in. And I love that even though that idea, the topic was still there, it wasn't the the traditional like offer formation that you had to do like little you could just say hey this person's amazing i trust her and whenever you say something like that your audience will trust them as well or be able to easily see that so i love that example yeah thank you and for anybody who really wants to know more in depth of my process of creating an offer um i'd be happy to give you that as well it's kind of like just a checklist of you know how to tune into your intuition and what questions to ask so Basically, if you had a cheat sheet and you could just be like, okay, Danielle, if she's like the person who's going to give me all the answers to everything I need to know, what would I need to ask her so that I could put this offer out there? So things like, um, when is the right time to put this offer out there? What's the price point? What's the beta price point? How many people are going to go through it? What's the name of the program? Uh, are there modules? How many? What are they called? Where do I advertise it? How do I launch it? Like all of that stuff yeah. you can literally get from inside of yourself. Like you don't need to go anywhere else, but start to go inside. And so there's a process of relaxing and to be able to get that information. Um, but also what I've noticed is that each of my, um, core, um, products, services, offerings, it's almost like they have their own identity and they have a desire to be launched at certain times in certain ways as well. It's like, it's like a whole new level that I'm starting to get into, which has been really interesting as well. So more behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's huge because like you said, there's these questions that you have to answer for any offer that you're creating, whether it be something new or even sometimes repurposing or restructuring, there's always going to be those questions. And I think this question, I love to ask more people because it's not talked about enough where why for you, why did you choose a membership over a course? Because I think that for a lot of entrepreneurs, there's, which again, nothing, nothing's good or bad. It's more of just what was for you, the kind of like key indicators when you're going through these offers, like for Mastery Ascension, it could be, it could be a course, it could be a mastermind, it could be a membership. What really led you to knowing that that kind of offer structure was right for you? Um, again, and I guess I'm seeing a pattern now. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a membership mm. at all. So 
that first gut instinct that I followed and trusted was to create a six week program called Intro to Meditation for Entrepreneurs. That is all. That's all she wrote, right? Guidance was like, this is what you're going to do. Here's the time frame. Here's the price point. There's going to be 10 people in it. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I did that. There were 10 people. It sold out as, as expected, I guess. Mm-hmm. Except the only problem was that those 10 people would not let me stop. Mm-hmm. And they basically were like, let's keep this party going. So month after month after month, I was like, do you still want me to keep going? They're like, yeah, we love this. We love this so much. And I'm like, okay, great. And I kept going. That literally gave me 52 weeks of guided meditations. Wow. So it was the basis for what became my membership. I was not like, I'm going to create a membership and here's what my membership looks like. Mm -hmm. It was literally just me making content for 10 people. And, and then I, put it inside of um, Kajabi. So it had a little container versus just being in our Facebook group so that other people could access it. That was a project I had to hire somebody to completely do for me. Mm. And again, it, it kind of took on its own life. Like it wanted to, it wanted to come out in a different, in a different way. So that people could use these meditations and gain monthly insights from a different perspective. And I also did create a course. So I have a course that's a little bit different because it teaches you like we're talking about the left brain analytical strategic stuff Mm. and how to combine it with using the right brain intuition so that you create that like one size fits you business model where it's like, here's a bunch of great strategy, but like, let's check in. How do we Mm. make it work for you? Um, and that's another thing I will not be selling this year. (laughs) (laughs) The theme of this is just what we're not selling in 2020. (laughs) Here's what you won't get from me this year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doesn't it sound great? You can't have it. Um, and I don't mean to say it like that, but it's 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 like we there's this there's this saying, it's like it's called like kill off your darlings. Mm. So it's like we put all this energy and effort and love into creating these things and we become so attached to them. And it's like this is everything, but it's not that I can't ever sell my course. Um, or I can't ever reopen my mentorship. I will probably later. And I trust that like, if it is, if it will be, it will be just, it will, I'll know. Um, but for right now, it's not the focus and it's okay. So, uh, it's, it's okay to do that. You know, it's okay to just like follow what feels good and what feels light. That's called alignment. When you're in alignment, calls like this, being on someone's podcast, it's like, fine. It's light. Mm -hmm. It's easy. I'm sharing some great information. Hopefully you guys find it valuable. And then like, that's it. Right. So that's how every part of my business runs, which is it has to feel light and easy and fun or it's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. Which is huge. And I think what, what you really bring down to here as well is that, which I don't think a lot of people talk about enough is the offers you create also having a detachment from there. We always hear detaching from like the outcome of, you know, the 100K launches or whatever it is. But I also think detaching from the offer itself is really important for a lot of entrepreneurs because even for myself, I can look back and think about offers that did amazing, offers that maybe flopped a little bit. And so many people, I think, look at those offers or launches and think, oh, you know, this, whatever happened, you know, could have gone better. But really, if that offer, like you said, if it needs to be killed off, 
it's okay. It's not, you're not killing off part of you. You're just killing off that season of your life, which might come back later on. And I think that's a huge piece of what you're showing is that to truly have detachment from even your offers, not only just the result itself. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that too, because even my membership, Mastery Ascension, when I did that six-week program, it went on for a year, but then there was like a little bit of a lull where mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. What is mm-hmm. this thing? Because it wasn't just like, great, it'll become a membership. We had to create that. And I was like, I can't both create it and be in this at the same time. And I was doing a bunch of other stuff. So it was like, it was almost like this breathing area. It was like this pause for things to kind of come in and come together. Um, but also realizing we're making things mean so much about ourselves and about our products and services. So, you know, when you say like this launch went amazing, well, what is, what does that even mean? What are you making that mean? Because you sold a bunch of things, mm. uh, because you got a bunch of people in your launch, because you affected people, because what, or it didn't go amazing. It was a flop. And you use that word. You said it was a, maybe mm-hmm. this was a flop. So why, why, what makes it a flop? What makes it a failure? And what meaning are you giving it about yourself or about the course or the products? Like nothing has any meaning except for the meaning we give it. So it's not amazing and it's not a flop. It just is what it is. So the, one of the ways that I stay detached from how my courses, products, services, memberships, launches, how any of that goes, is I realize I'm here to make an impact. And so when I'm doing my launch and I'm offering you guys, hey, join my uh, free intuition mini masterclass or join intuition week or abundance week, I'm giving you a ton of free content with the idea and the intention that it's going to change your life Mm -hmm. in some way. Not it's going to change your, you're going to buy with, you're going to buy, mm-hmm. you're going to put this together and you're going to buy. It's not only about buying. Like I know that people will buy from me. Yeah. It's inevitable. They'll buy from me. I don't have to be like, Oh God, I hope they buy from me one way or another. One day they will buy from me. It might not be today mm-hmm. and it might not be in six months and it might not be in two years but maybe that person just needed two and a half years of being nurtured with me and to see like who I really am to feel comfortable and really trusting of me and the work that I put out there or potentially the offer that they need from me hasn't been created yet. And so they're kind of in the realm and they're watching and they're waiting, but like nothing is resonating until you put that one thing out there and they're like, that's the one. And so we have to realize that we are always giving to give. people are in our world. We are here to serve them. And so I know that if people come through this launch, it's not about them buying right now. It's maybe about the next time or the one after that, or maybe in three years from now, but they're in my world. And I just, I think that's like the most amazing, special thing. So how can I make the biggest impact and create the most valuable content right now for them? It's not about the sale. It's about giving just to give. I agree. And I think that's something that's really interesting talking about, you know, everyone's at their own stage of their buyer journey or, or in your field of journey, because even for me, I can look back and see, I think I did a launch a couple of couple months ago and two people who were in there were in my field were in my um, orbit, as you should say, for like two years. And I would have never known one, what offer they could have needed or two, what it was until it just was out there and that they had that time to be nurtured and know like, 
I asked them, because I always think it's interesting to ask, why did you sign up for this offer? Every single time it was because I wanted to work with you, but I needed this offer. I needed this yeah. thing to actually help me get there. And I just think that was one of the biggest things, especially for one-to-many type of offers. That's really huge is knowing that maybe the membership might not be right for them, but the cards are. And if maybe the cards aren't, then something else could be, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's what the Ascension model really is for, is to help people wherever they are at on their journey. So I can help you if you're new to me and you're new to intuition. I can also help you if you're not new to intuition, but you're like, there's all these various components. So like each of the different parts of my Ascension model are designed to help somebody wherever they are at. Um, and even like, just to go back to Kate Northrup, like I've been in her orbit for a decade and it wasn't until I saw she had a high level mastermind. I was like, oh, maybe that's the thing. And I got to talk to her about it. She interviewed me, she accepted me. And I was like, you know what? It's still not quite what I want, but like, that's the thing is like, it's mm -hmm. not a no. I'm not going to like not follow her and not buy something in the future. It's just a no for right now, but I'm still very much appreciative of the content that she gives. I like the message she gives. So it's like, you don't have to just focus on buyers. It's people mm -hmm. who are getting something from just being around you, listening to your podcast, taking in some, some stuff. So, um, I guess it's a focus on just, again, just delivering value. <laughs> It's true. And they, and they're ones who will share your podcast for you. They'll share your content for you as well. So even though they might not be buying, they're actually helping you to create more spaces for that as well. So no, I, I fully believe in that. And I think there needs to be more of a notice around each level of these people, wherever they're at versus just focusing on the buyers or on those who said, yes, you know, having to have those other people who are maybe either just in your orbit, been in your orbit for a while, but need more nurturing. You need to go through all of those phases or else they're not going to be ready because they're going to be in like a random half place that you haven't fully figured out for them yet. Yeah. And I think that's another one of our, you know, core metrics this year is, is really like what you said is nurturing the people who are already there and leaning in and even asking for things like testimonials, podcast mm -hmm. reviews, sharing it with a friend, like the people who are in it, in your orbit already, it's like, we don't have to go out there and like get a bunch of new people from Facebook ads. We can connect with the people who are already there and just like be a human and mm -hmm. like kind of, ask if it's important to them and if it if they could share if they could post if they could tell somebody like there's that as well which i really love i do as well and even actually we just hit um the 100th episode on this podcast last week and i yeah i was really excited it was one of those things where it kind of like came up and i was like oh right we're here and we're doing kind of a review giveaway where for those who you know have had listened to the show give a review and they get access to a free workshop and it's one of those things where I don't really feel the need to do a uh, podcast or Facebook ad for it or anything like that because I'm wanting who's ever in my audience to reap the benefits, not just people who are out of it. So I think, like you said, that's a huge part of knowing what's going to be right for you right now is seeing where in your journey do people need help most right now? Maybe it's like getting people in, sure, if you're at that space. For a lot of people, it's the middle, like where people you know, are in that in-between of like, I like you. I kind of trust you. I kind of know you, but I need more from you before I can move into that next phase. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where we're always working on trying out different funnels as well, because, you know, 
we've we've seen some really great um, list building funnels where we're growing email lists for sure, mm -hmm. but maybe not so many buyers. And then you know maybe expanding you know total crazy viral shares of videos, but maybe like not the right people. So you know we're it's like there's so many different facets in an online business. So it's like how can we bring people in with free content with valuable content and let them see and know me because and i can speak for myself my work is very unique in that you must experience it to know the value of it like if i say oh i'm an intuitive healer and i say a business coach you're like I, that uh, that's chinese it doesn't mean anything to me i don't care but if i take you through like a five minute meditation and you're unlocking your intuition and you're having full on like visceral experience, your tears because you've connected with a lost loved one or an angel or a guide, or you've got like the answer you've been waiting for. And you're like, holy crap, she just blew my mind. That, that's what I want to give everybody who comes into my world. And that doesn't have to only be with live content. So we're playing with how can we bring me more of me into our connection with people right up front without like the in-person or like live component there so it's fun to play with that stuff for sure it is i think honestly content creation is probably one of the funnest parts of being an entrepreneur outside of like obviously serving your audience but being able to create new challenges or new topics that you can do is always i think really fun to go into but i do want to make sure that i'm mindful of your time and we talked so much about this amazing process that you have for yourself for kind of discerning which offers to do, what to let go of and so forth. I want to go into what I call the rapid fire round, which is going to be kind of like four to five questions just so the audience gets to know who you are. First thought, first sentence that comes to your mind is totally fine. So are you ready? <laughs> oh God, there's going to be like psychologist, like word association. Okay, <laughs> let's do that. I'm, I'm going to be great at this. This is going to be awesome. Let's do you're it. Gonna, you're going to do wonderful. Okay. So the first question is favorite book you've ever read or currently reading? Um, I would say my favorite book I've ever read. I, I'm going to say two because there's two I reference all the time, which is uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Mm -hmm. If you guys are into like information techie and sciencey stuff to, to explain all this energy woo-woo crap I'm talking about, that's the one. Um, and if you're really looking to have massive breakthrough, that one. Um, and then also Byron Katie, Loving What Is. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a great book to help you break down like stories and beliefs and limiting basically limiting beliefs that you're telling yourselves and it's it's like it's so good deep stuff interesting i i've heard her name before and i know of her work but it's interesting to hear how how transformational that book can be oh my god i reference it every week of my life i reference <laughs> it I should, I should probably create some sort of Amazon affiliate link because I reference it so often because it's very simple. Anyone can follow it and it can change your life in four questions. If that's not a pitch for it, I don't know what is. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, I love it. And I will sell it to anybody. I love <laughs> it. You can probably get it for like $4. Like it's great. Sometimes, honestly, those are the best books. Like the ones that are hidden, the ones that are kind of no one really knows about can really help transform your life. So I love yeah. that. Okay. What is your favorite word or phrase you use daily? My favorite word or phrase I use daily. Um, I use the phrase this or something better all mm -hmm. the time. So, you know, I was actually talking to a team member on Friday because 
uh, we've got a retreat coming up in Sedona. And she's like, I don't know if I can be there. And she wasn't like, she was a little worried about letting me down. I'm like, it's fine. Everything's going to work out. Like somebody will be there to assist me. It's going to be fine. She's like, I know that you say that, but like, I mean, it's something to really, I'm like, no, I literally live my life by that because whether you're selling your house and you're like, I don't know, is something going to buy it? It could fall through. Yeah. This or something better. Something is always going to be in the works in some way. It's going to be great. So this or something better is something I say all the time and I fully embody that too. I love that. This question's interesting because everyone has their own take on it. So what is something (laughs) that you're not very good at or looking to get better at? Something I'm not very good at looking to get. Uh, well, top of mind, honestly, uh, yesterday I was just saying to my husband, because there was like PGA golf on, I was like, I would love to learn how to golf. I, <laughs> I know that's so random um, and it's definitely not at all what you were probably trying to ask me, um, but I would, <laughs> I would like to learn how to golf. Um, I think that it's important for us not just as entrepreneurs, but as people that as we live every day, we do something that we've never done before and just kind of let go of limiting thoughts of like, we have to be perfect at everything and just have fun. And I think another one of those things is, um, what's it called? Um, it's called like aerial acrobatics. Oh, so yeah. you use like silks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who does them and she lives in Chicago and you like you you use silks and you like hang upside down and do these cool like twirly tricks like I've always wanted to try doing that too so I think this is the year where I'm gonna get my physical body (laughs) doing some (laughs) random things (laughs) sometimes those are the best ones I've heard of I've heard of that I mean it takes a lot of core strength and arm strength with kudos um but I know for everyone I've noticed that for 2020, obviously business is always front of mind for most people, but also personal, for, even for me, one of um, my partner, he had some canvases that were painted, not the really color that he wanted. And I redid them with just like my paint that I already had and really ignited. Oh, right. I forgot. I really enjoy like painting or like kind of more abstract wise and getting more into that as well. So I love that you mentioned golf or other things first, because that's so easy for a lot of us to kind of not think about as first thought. Yeah. And I, I think it's a matter, I mean, 2020 especially is about what do, what do I want? Like, what do I want? Not what does anybody want me? What do I think is good? But really what makes me happiest? And I really am an advocate for filling your cup to Mm -hmm. the brim and then let it overflow. And that's what you give to other people is like your cup is so full. You're so full, so happy, so joyous. Um, It's like the best day ever, every day. And then from that place, that's where we serve from, whether it's being a parent or a leader or a teacher, whatever. Um, So I think that the, a lot of play and, um, you know, trying things out with your physical body is very challenging in different ways. And I, let's be honest, like everything can relate back to business. So I can be on a golf course or hanging from the ceiling and be like, and then an entrepreneurship, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's true. Literally anything we can turn back into, which is great. It's, that's why it's so easy to find the content that's within us because it's already there. So Mm. I love that. Okay. Last two questions. What is one characteristic that you believe every entrepreneur needs to have? Um, there's this, the need that every entrepreneur needs to have is the ability to endure. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like 
you're going to get knocked down a lot. It's not a clear path. It's not easy. If it were, everybody would be doing it and be super successful. It's a matter of how many times you can get up. So you need to have endurance. Um, and there is a word that I'm trying to think of that's kind of on the tip of my tongue. It's not coming though. Um, it's, I guess, courageous. You need to be courageous. Um, and it's not, it's not fearless because I am not fearless. I have fear and I believe fear is healthy. I believe everybody has to have fear, but you have to have endurance. You have to be able to fall down, get knocked down, get pushed down, trip, <laughs> and then keep getting back up. So endurance is really important and just to keep focus on your own path. Yeah. Yeah. Perseverance and a little bit of blinders in the way. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's like a whole another two hour episode. I could get into that. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Okay. This is my favorite question that I love to ask. Everyone's different, but okay. what does success look like to you in your own eyes? Oh, I would love to, to share my higher vision with myself, with you guys. So my success, what it looks like to me, um, and this is a visualization that I go through very regularly, if not every single morning. Um, I, I don't say every single morning because I used to be every single morning and I've kind of slipped up a little bit. So uh, the day in the life looks like I actually have, I get up pretty early and there is this beautiful outdoor um, uh, patio kind of thing and it overlooks the ocean and there is a fire pit and cozy couches. And I start my day with meditation and just aligning to how I can serve at my highest level. And just connecting to gratitude for all that has gotten me there and all that's still coming. And my higher self starts her day and the day in the life of my bigger vision. And this is probably way more in depth than you've been asked for. Um, I eat a healthy breakfast. Um, I do some form of body movement. Um, I get my day going. I end my day early enough to be at home with my kids having another wonderful, beautiful, nutri nutrient-dense dinner. And I close up with some kind of cooling um, body movement like yoga or stretching and legs up the wall. And I close with the gratitude practice again of just everything that has happened during the day, kind of running back through my mind of the wins that I've had, the people I've connected with, and projecting forward the people who I'm still um, – planning to connect with that haven't maybe met them yet, but just holding space for that miracle to happen. And really that's also coming from this space of being in a home that has beautiful, you know, tapestries that makes me feel empowered and a whole team of people, my family around, friends around that just fully um, accept who I am, allow me to be seen and just provoke me to continue this, this wonderful path to help more people. And um, it's helping millions of people every single day and living a very uh, wealthy lifestyle. I love that. And that's something that, which is why I love this question, because it's so intrinsically tailored to you. And mm -hmm. I love that because so many people can now hear that and think, okay, what is your own version of that? Because everyone's yeah. going to be different. For example, for me, um, it 
since I don't have children right now, it might be uh, playing with my partner's dog because she's amazing. Or it might be going to go to a yoga class to relax. So I just, I love that you mentioned these specificity points in there because it's going to be different for each person, but we can all take some type yeah. of lesson from that as well. So I love it. And thank you for sharing that. Well, it's good to kind of hear too, like, I spend a lot of time in that vision. I mean, a lot of time every day. Like I said, it was every day, but it's still some part of my day every day. So that's why it's, I mean, I could have gone into very much like way more in depth with you guys, but it's important to have it because if we have that vision in our subconscious mind, it's easier to manifest it in our current reality. The other thing is like, it kind of gives me a checklist. So out of the X amount of things that I just mentioned, like, you know, waking up at a certain time, having a certain experience, eating a certain food, connecting with a certain people in a certain way. If that's like my five things that I have to get done as my higher self in that bigger vision, am I doing that today right now? Is it a check mark? Yes. Or is it X? No, I didn't. And so that's how you also manifest your reality is you start to do it and be that person right now. So if my higher self is like, you eat a nutrient dense dinner, but meanwhile, every single night I'm getting like takeout food from some like fast food joint, uh, that's a no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, your higher self also has all that wisdom of what you need to do to align to it. So it's a matter of if you're doing it or not. So yeah. I love sharing. that. Thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on here and sharing this type of area of your business and life that maybe people don't hear as often or maybe don't hear as much, but will gain so much value out of this. And I want to make sure for those who are listening to know where to find you and how to really come into your orbit as well. So is there anything that you can let the audience know of what's coming up with you and where they can find you just to learn more about you? Yeah. Well, depending on when this episode airs, I mean, you can always find information on my website, emilyarons.com. It points you to every different place where you could find me. Um, I will have an ongoing class. Like I said, a, a free class called Intuition Mini Masterclass, which you can grab at my website, emilyarons.com slash masterclass. And that's going to be kind of like an evergreen thing. So no matter when people find me, they will always be able to grab that free little class and get into my woo-woo world. Um, Instagram is a great place. I love when people find me on Instagram. DMs are my favorite. And yes, I answer my own DMs. People are kind of confused and like in awe <laughs> that it's it's me. I'm like, yeah, it's me. Um, although I do have a social media manager, but she always makes sure I know if there is somebody uh, who needs to talk to me that it's there. I'm usually the first person in anyways, but um, those are the places that people can reach out to me. And all of those places will also direct you to finding my Oracle card deck, or if you want to listen to my podcast, they'll, they'll direct you to all those places. So I appreciate, you know, just the opportunity that you're creating a space for me, Danielle. And thank you for all the listeners who are hanging out with me. My pleasure. And for everyone who's listening, all of those links will be down below as well, so you can easily access them. So that way it's easy to come into her orbit and learn because she has amazing things, even as simple as your weekly three-card oracle deck reading, which I think is a really great value that you give to people. But I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing this amazing just value you've given. And for anyone who's listening, go check her out because I know that you're going to want to. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys all later next episode and I'll see you then. Bye guys.
you for listening to today's episode. I am so excited that you were able to go through it and get some actionable tips out of it. For next steps, make sure you go to daniellecolem.com slash ad breakdown to get the complete ad breakdown around what one Insta ad did to help create 559 client leads and 20% sales increase in launch. Make sure to go ahead there to do that and DM me at I'm Danielle Clem to go in deeper into the conversation. And last but not least, make sure to leave a rating and review so that this podcast can get out to more amazing people like yourself.